Hello, this is Dan Kalak, member of the Palma Band of Lusanio Indians and the Chief Medical Officer for Indian Health Council over the past 19 years. Miyum. May we all wonder and be blessed by the energy created by the life around us, perpetuated and created from our ancestors and their ancestors for time immemorial. We recognize the Creator's hand is all that we see, feel, think, and do here on Earth and in our short existence. We treasure our time together and we wish each other peace, happiness, and long life. For love, health, time is all we have here on Earth. We relish our bodies, minds, spiritual being, and our consciousness, drinking in our reality with the ones we love and making a good place for our people is paramount. For our Earth, our animal brothers and sisters on Earth, the ocean, the sea, and the unseen that share our space, we treasure your existence. For our children we love, live, and last one more day, if not for ourselves, but for our generations to come forever now on Earth and to the universe end. Michonne Lovick. Welcome to the What About Life podcast. I'm your host, David S. Dawson, multimedia coordinator here at Indian Health Council. And I'd like to thank you all for joining us once again on the show. I am alone today, at least alone in terms of hosting. Uh, George is out and about uh, on the reservations uh, doing his thing and showing around our new uh, health educator, Mr. Shaluk, uh, the ropes. So uh, hopefully in one of the very next uh, episodes, we'll have a chance to introduce you to our new uh, coworker and uh, see what he has to say about things. And until then, I have a wonderful guest with me today, Miss Anna from the Alzheimer's Association. Uh, welcome. Thank you so much, David, for having me today. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, Alzheimer's is, uh, is a disease that I'm a little familiar with it has afflicted some people in my family mm -hmm. and uh no, nothing recently but i remember like my grandfather and my great aunt and a number of those folks uh i guess two generations up for me now had it um although when my father passed away at 57 uh we had an autopsy done on him and the uh report came back saying that there were signs that he was early in the stages. Um, so a little bit of a relief that we didn't have to go through that with him, but I'm sure you have a lot to say about the, the, the disease and, and what it does to people. Um, and, and more importantly, uh, for this show, uh, what it has to, to do with, uh, the native populations as well and how it affects the native populations. So, I'll let you get started. And if I have questions, which I'm sure I will, <laughs> I will, I will jump in. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the Alzheimer's Association? We'll just start there. Okay, great. Thank you. Yes. Um, the Alzheimer's Association um, has been in the community for about 30 years, especially here in San Diego. We have a uh, robust um, staff of people that are really and ready to help out the community. We have our executive director, our director of communications and um, development, of course, which does all the walks and the longest day. And for my team is really managing the program and education team, which we cover the San Diego and Imperial counties. 
as well. So it's um, definitely a lot of opportunities to provide education in our communities. And so thank, thank you again for having me today. So we definitely want to make an impact um, in Indian country with the Native American communities, because like you said, there is most often a direct connection to the disease, a family member living with it or have passed from it. And unfortunately, it's a real struggle and a real unfortunate disease that we're still trying to battle and finding a cure for it. So it's um, all about education right now and how to hopefully de delay the onset of, of the disease. But unfortunately for our communities, communities of color, um, it's a genetic uh, predisposition. Um, so we're trying to do everything we can to hopefully not inflict that upon us. Um, but if it's already in our system, in our, in our DNA, then it's um, difficult to get through. But we are here for everybody who needs us. Um, providing resources and education and, and discussions and community talks. Gotcha. Well, I mean, getting to education, um, because this is a podcast and it reaches a broad audience um, of, of ages um, and generations, um, can you explain exactly what Alzheimer's is for anybody who, who doesn't really understand what Alzheimer's is and what it does to a person? Yes, definitely. Alzheimer's um, is is a symptom of a larger sort of um, memory loss, a cognitive impairment. Um, dementia is sort of the overarching term. So uh, most likely if it's um, an elder or somebody in, in their senior years who is not getting properly diagnosed or the doctor just um, wants to um, just early diagnose it or, or uh, not sure if they have exactly, they usually use a, the term dementia, which is right. all-encompassing. And there's um, many other diseases um, under dementia. And Alzheimer's is about 60 to 80% of the cases uh, that people wow. usually get is just Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it was so high a percentage of yeah. the dementias. Exactly. And so what happens in your brain is um, slowly but surely sometimes... Um, some of the neurons that we were born, born with are um, kind of, uh, to use a better, lack of a better term, they're just dying off. Um, so when you see on a brain scan, you can be able to see that sometimes there is a brain shrinkage. And so it's due to the neurons um, dying off. It's, you know, like a tree, if you have a branch that is starting to die off, unfortunately, we cannot reactivate those, those uh, synopsis again. And so it starts dying off and it's just kind of like a domino effect. For wow. some people, it takes a long time. They, they're living with the disease for over 20 years. And some people, unfortunately, could be shorter anywhere between two or three years. So we really definitely want people to know uh, if they're experiencing some some cognitive issues, some memory loss, please go see your doctor. Early diagnosis is the best. What what would be, I mean, I've heard people tell people, you know, uh, pay attention to the signs, you know, uh, cognitive uh, deficiencies, um, you know, memory loss. But what exactly does that look like to a person? Mm -hmm. 
Um, if, if you're, cause you know, I mean, we all forget things once in a while, right? It's not a big deal, right. but, but when, when does it cross the threshold of being something that's recognizable as being a problem? Right. Yeah. Good questions. Um, so, you know, as we, the older that we get, you know, we might slow down a bit. This mm. is part of a normal part of aging. Um, but sometimes it gets, if you, if your day gets harder to get through, uh, through their days, it might not be the normal part of aging. So um, could be some um, signs of dementia. So um, usually if you forget events or important days um, that you really, you know, if you had a doctor's appointment and you can't uh, remember what it was for or you can't remember that you forgot about it, um, you know, that's an area of concern. Or sometimes repeating yourself, you know, these are, um, you know, having a conversation with somebody and you keep asking the same question or repeating the same question or, um, you know, asking your family members uh, a certain question and they, and they, they tell you, you know, mom or dad, you know, you've already asked me this 10 times. Um, it could be an area of concern as well. Okay. Um, yeah, I might need to talk to some of my friends. <laughs> um, it's the, not uh, you know what, what to do with your car keys, but if you cannot remember what your car keys are for, um, or retracing your steps, and that's definitely an area of concern. Right. Yeah. It, it's um, it's a progression of like oh, just a, a casual forgetfulness to functionally misremembering or not remembering the 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 details of of anything that you're supposed to be. It's not. I didn't just forget the car keys. I forgot that I have a car. Right. Right. <laughs> or where you park the car. Yeah. Or, you know, getting a call saying I'm lost. Well, where are you? I'm not sure. Right. So yeah, those are, you know, so definitely some of the common um, warning signs that we see. So if you're experiencing one, um, and I can continue to talk through them, but it's, it's definitely something that you have to talk to your doctor about. Right. Because unfortunately, the I'm sorry, but unfortunately it won't go away. Right. If anything, it'll get worse. Right, right. So, so it's about managing that, not so much uh, finding a. I mean, we don't have a cure for Alzheimer's yet, right? Right. People exactly. are working on it, though, right? Yes, we are. We are. We're, we have um, a lot of millions of dollars here um, that we we really put in through the association's efforts globally to find a cure, and here in San Diego. Um, we have over $17 million allocated for local researchers um, that are working very hard to find um, a cure. Excellent. That's, that's really good to know. Um, hopefully they find something and they find it sooner than later because I, I, know, I know a lot of people are, are affected by this, not just the people who have Alzheimer's, but the way it affects the people around them because it really... I mean, if we think of community, um, you know, as a community, we have to band around and support the people who need help. And Alzheimer's patients, as the disease progresses, really need a lot of help. Is that correct? Yes, definitely. You're going to need a support system, um, somebody who is on your team, um, anywhere from the physician, maybe a psychologist, um, family members, a neighbor. You know, somebody that really, um, you know, knows your in, in and outs, um, you know, 
definitely we do also offer a 1-800 line that is open 24 hours, seven days a week. So you can definitely give us a call at any point in time that you need some, you know, some help, have some questions, uh, some doubts, you know, definitely give us a call. But you're going to want that support system to help you out through through this this journey. It is really a journey. And what's that number for anybody who feels like they should call it? Yeah, it's 1-800-272-3900. And like I said, it's um, it's open seven hours, 724. 24-7. <laughs> <24/7. laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, I remember uh, um, my, my great aunt, um, when the disease really kind of took hold with her, it, it, it happened pretty quick. And then... And then she lived with it for a good eight or nine years. And um, I think in those eight or nine years, she only recognized my uh, my dad's cousin as her son <laughs> twice in those eight years. Um, she had like two moments of, you know, clarity and, and, oh, it's so nice to see you and used his name and had a good five or six minute conversation and then like eyes glazed over and she's like, you look like my son, uh, you know, uh, just completely lost the recognition of who she was talking to. It's a, it's a very difficult disease, um, to, to be around, let alone be the person suffering from it. Me, you. Hi, I am Dr. Dan Kalak, Chief Medical Officer at Indian Health Council and a member of the Association of American Indian Physicians and the Palma Band of Lasanyu Indians. In 1971, American Indian and Alaska Native Physicians launched AEIP to improve and protect the health of indigenous cultures. AEIP encourages all American Indians and Alaska Natives eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine to get vaccinated to preserve our tribal cultures for future generations. What kind of support is there for for those who are who are the the, the caregivers and the and the caretakers of uh, of someone who's afflicted with it? Yeah, we definitely want to take care of the caregivers. Um, you know, most of the time they don't take care of themselves, so we want to give them opportunities for them to, you know, feel the support. We do offer support groups through our chapter. Um, some are held virtually. Um, some also are, um, you know, via phone. You know, that's also an option. Mm-hmm. And um, we we also provide um, a series of courses for them um, that make sure that they are also keeping in, in touch with their own health. You know, don't forget that you also are very important for not only for the, you know, the care that you're giving, but also for yourself. Um, you know, reminders of getting your checkups, you know, taking just some time for yourself, going for a walk. We're getting a little bit of respite care. You know, what are the resources for the caregivers that are doing so much for their loved one? And sometimes forget, you know, to take care of themselves. And sometimes, you know, they're the ones that sometimes end up passing first before their loved one. So that's, you know, something that we don't like to see. And so we want to make sure that they know that we're here to support them as well. That's fantastic. It's great that you that you have resources available via phone because that is one of the difficulties 
with our native populations, mm-hmm. right, is the remoteness of where they live sometimes. It's difficult to come down for, uh, you know, just basic supports and sometimes difficult for them to come down for, for appointments and classes, that sort of stuff. So it's, it's, it's wonderful to hear that you have multiple ways for them to connect. Um, and, and in that regard, what is it you see um, with the Alzheimer's um, in the native populations? Is it, uh, is it fairly common uh, relative to, you know, other populations or is it unfortunately like so many other things um, seems to be a little bit higher in the, in this population? Uh, yeah. What can you have to say about that? Yes, um, we definitely are seeing more, um, you know, more, the disease affecting definitely more of the Native country and Native American population, um, as well as all communities of color. Um, That includes, you know, Latinos are one and a half times more than the general population being affected. And the African American population is affected twice as much as the regular general population. So, you know, we we recognize that this is, you know, a big problem in our community. So that's why talking about it is so important. There is still a stigma, you know, around this disease. And unfortunately, people don't want to talk about it. So they don't feel comfortable reaching out and discussing their, you know, own situation or their cognitive problems and memory loss. So we want to make sure that they know that it's okay, it's a safe space for them to come in and have those conversations with us. Right. Um, you know, it's really all about opening that door that is sometimes very difficult to do, um, but we can help ease um, some of those concerns through the caregivers, through other family members. Um, so it's, you know, it's something that we want to make sure that people know about us before it's too late. Gotcha. Now, is Alzheimer's... Uh, a genetic affliction, or are there are there environmental uh, factors that could lead to having Alt- Alzheimer's? Or, or I mean, where where does this thing even come from? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. asking. You know, like, is there a way to avoid it? Like, to, do I, I take a right turn somewhere and not get it? <laughs> I wish. I wish. I wish there was a pill that you can take, right? And or a blood test, which you know a lot of our researchers are working on right now. Um, but I think it's definitely age is a factor. So any, you know, you're, you're a higher risk of, of getting the disease if you're over the age of 65. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, communities of color, you know, we want to make sure that they are talking about all of their, you know, other afflictions or chronic illnesses. Um, we're also seeing that there is a, um, a brain heart connection as well. So whatever is good for your heart also be good for your brain. So making sure that, you know, people are getting their yearly checkups, definitely managing the cholesterol, you know, the diabetes, the A1C numbers, um, the, you know, the blood pressure numbers, all that is related. Close to home, Anna. (laughs) (laughs) I I can keep going, but no, but I've been here with my checklist going, oh, no, (laughs) okay. Um, but you know, we're seeing that there is definitely a connection. So making sure that you're managing all the other numbers to help you sort of, you know, I don't know if stabilizes the right number, but making sure that, you know, nothing jumps out at the, at the, the physician 
if right. if you're in that situation. I think it just gets back to if you take good care of yourself, you're better off when something bad happens than if you're already in bad shape and something bad happens, right? Exactly, yeah. And so one of the things we also talk about is, um, you know, healthy. we have a class called Healthy Living for Your Brain and Body. So we make sure that, you know, if you're driving a motorcycle to wear a helmet, right? you know, if you're smoking, stop smoking. You know, eating a more balanced diet, as we all know, we've heard it millions of times, you know, a balanced plate, you know, making sure that you have your vegetables, your fruits and watching those carbs and, you know, some protein. Um, and also, you know, just keeping your brain active, you know, that right. social engagement um, helps activate the brain and keeps you, you know, functioning and, and you know, not being as isolated um, having friends, going out for coffee or for a walk, um, just engaging with your friends and family is very, very important um, so that, you know, you have that social connection. Right. You got to exercise the mind as much as you exercise the body, right? Exactly. Yes. So if you want to pick up a new language, this is the time to do it. Um, if you want to learn a new sport or you know, playing a new instrument, definitely will um, help you. Keep your brain active. I keep I keep meaning to learn to play the guitar. <laughs> I guess hey. I should probably pick that thing up and actually do it, huh? <laughs> There's so many resources out there with YouTube nowadays. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Get that started right away. Um, what else uh, would you like to share with us about about yeah. Alzheimer's that we haven't already talked about? I just want to make sure that you know people also some of the warning signs, um, you know include um, having trouble talking or writing. Um, for instance, just, just um, you know, if you notice that you're, you're trying to say a particular word and you cannot find that word and it does not come back to you, that could be also a warning sign. Um, you know, also, like we talked about losing and cannot find your things. For instance, putting the car keys in the freezer or you know, putting your shoes somewhere where you cannot find them. Um, those are also areas for you to start talking with your doctor about it. And also a, a big one that we start noticing is um, changes in mood or personality. If you're typically a very, you know, um, very outgoing person or have a really outgoing personality and all of a sudden you notice that, you know, your aunt or your uncle is not very happy, you know, nowadays, or seems very sad or fearful, especially like distrusting, distrusting others. Um, you know, this is, if it's not typical for that person, then it's also an area for concern. And I would also try to have conversations with individuals that um, may be experiencing, you know, some of these symptoms. They might be very open and receptive to the feedback, or they might not. But um, if you're noticing something, most likely they are. Mm -hmm. So that's something that, you know, we want to, like I said, open the door of conversations for, for them and, and for yourself. What is the, what is the treatment um, for someone who's got Alzheimer's? I mean, obviously there's no cure, but how, how do we manage it? How do we mm -hmm. help a family prepare to, to mm -hmm. face it? Um, what, are, what are the steps that, that someone could expect uh, if they were to get that diagnosis? Yes, definitely the word, the key word is diagnosis. We want to make sure you do have proper diagnosis. 
um, so that the physician or the care team can be able to provide treatment. There are um, medications on the market that may or may not work for each individual. Every individual is different. And um, some will just help you uh, go about your day easier. So they may, they may not um, stop the progression of the disease or definitely not cure it, but it might help you alleviate and get yourself um, you know, ready for the day. So alleviate some of the symptoms. Um, but luckily, there are really um, good research happening right now uh, globally. It happens every single day that um, we're hoping to get closer to a, some sort of treatment that can be able to um, either stop the progression or um, be able to treat somebody with the disease when they have the disease. Um, and hopefully, maybe someday we can have, a, you know, a blood test that so you can be able to, you know, get the blood test earlier and then you be able to see some of the precursors um, in, in that blood and see, you know, what type of treatment would be helpful. So there's a very exciting um, research happening, like I said, and so um, we want to make sure that also if you're interested in knowing more, we do have our website, which is alz.org. Um, that's, you know, the, the general uh, website, but also here in San Diego, we have the alz.org forward slash San Diego, and you can be able to find our local resources. Awesome. And we'll definitely put those links into the show notes. So if you're listening in the car or out on a walk and you didn't have a chance to write that down, don't worry. You can come right back to, to the show page and you'll see it there in our show notes. Uh, so we'll make sure that that's easy for everybody to find. Um, it's, uh, it's wonderful to have you here and, and talk about all this. Stuff. Um, what, what sort of classes do you guys offer? I mean, what exactly do the classes you've mentioned a couple of times classes that you offer? What, what do the classes cover and how long does a, a typical class run? What, what, what can someone expect if they're looking into doing a, a class through you? Yeah. So our classes are completely free. There are no cost. We are having a, a lot of options right now virtually, so you can be able to join virtually or, or via phone. Um, they are typically between 45 minutes and an hour, giving some question and answer period. Um, sometimes they're driven by volunteers and the volunteers have first, first-hand experience in living this journey with a loved one, either currently or in the past. So they're a great resource for yourself as well if you want to call in or ask questions, please do so. Um, I do have, um, a, we do offer a calendar on our website, our local website that can be able to see all the offerings that we do. Um, we typically have about four classes, four to five classes a week. Wow. Um, they're really a great opportunity. And some of the classes are like healthy living for your brain and body. We'll go over some of the examples of each of the 10 things you can do to um, keep your brain active and healthy. Everybody um, loves the 10 lists. Yeah. <laughs> we also offer understanding Alzheimer's and dementia. Like what are the differences between both of those? Um, and we offer uh, the 10 warning signs. So that's also a really great one of you. You yourself are having some, you know, some doubts or some questions or you want to call in for a coworker or a friend, please go ahead and do so. But we, we are definitely here um, for anybody who wants to really take advantage of these free resources. 
Fantastic. It's wonderful to hear that they're free. That's Definitely. such a relief. <laughs> Definitely. And also I wanted to mention that our, our 1-800 line is we also have master level clinicians that are able oh, to excellent. work through uh, your specific case or situation. And also you can call as many times as you'd like um, at whatever time is right for you. And also, you know, it's a great opportunity to start planning for your future. So, um, you know, trying to get all your, you know, your, um, your estate in order to make sure that things are taken care of uh, for your family members um, as time, you know, goes on. So it's yeah, cause, cause as it progresses, you get to a point where you can't help with those decisions and exactly. you don't want to, you don't want to leave your family with the arguments about what you would have wanted and all that sort of stuff. Right. Exactly. And so, so there are clinicians to help you create a plan for yourself and your family. That's great. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, Anna, thank you so much for, for sharing with us and, and giving us uh, all this information on Alzheimer's association and all that you guys are doing and offering. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Um, it's, it's disappointing to hear that the numbers are higher in, in the colored population, um, you know, being a, a mixed race person myself with a family history of it. Uh, yes. You know, that's, uh, that's not something I want to hear, but it's definitely something I need to hear, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I think opening the dialogue, having the conversation, as difficult as these conversations can be, they are what help us better prepare ourselves for the possibilities of things that come come at us right exactly yes definitely so you know we encourage everybody to give us a call even if you know you just want to try out the the 1-800 line please give us a call we're we're definitely very happy to serve you and your family during this difficult time and um, we don't want people to be there experiencing it alone great and again, we'll, we'll put all those, that information down in the show notes so it's easy for people to find. And uh, Anna, thank you so much for joining us on What About Life. And to our audience, thank you once again for joining us and listening in. Uh, we hope that you find these conversations helpful and uh, educational. And until we talk again, please be well and have a happy holiday, Anna. Great. Same to you. Thank you, David. Thank you. Indian Health Council's What About Life podcast is made possible by the Prevention and Early Intervention Program funded by the County of San Diego Mental Health Services Act. Indian Health Council's Behavioral Health Hotline can be reached Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. by calling 760-751-6004. That's 760-751-6004. If you're outside of Indian Health Council service area and are experiencing a mental health emergency in San Diego, call the San Diego Access and Crisis Line at 1-888-724-7240. That's the San Diego Access and Crisis Line at 1-888-724-7240. Or call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255 for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Help is available. All you have to do is reach out for it. Indian Health Council, empowering Native wellness since 1970.
Thank you for listening to the What About Life podcast from Indian Health Council. Please take a moment and make sure you subscribe to the show so that you don't miss a single new episode. The views and opinions expressed by those interviewed on the What About Life podcast, including all program participants, are solely their own current opinions regarding events and are based on their own perspective and opinion. It is the opinion and perspective of the interviewees and the hosts. Such views, opinions, and or perspectives are intended to convey a life story or based on recollections about events in their lives on which conflicting memories may exist and are not intended to malign any individual, religion, ethnic group, or company. The views and opinions expressed do not reflect the views or opinions of Indian Health Council, Inc., or the companies with which any program participants, interviewees are or may be affiliated. The What About Life podcast is a production of the Health Promotions and Marketing Department at Indian Health Council and is funded through the Prevention and Early Intervention Program from the County of San Diego HHSA Mental Health Services Act. What About Life is produced and edited by David S. Dawson, executive produced by Beth Turner. Our research team and hosts are George Pojas, Arturo Calvo, Jason Levine, and Marissa Yepa. This episode of What About Life is the copyright of Indian Health Council, Inc.